Hello, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. This is the first episode of The Menu on UCLAradio.com. How are you doing, Henry? I'm doing very well. I'm very, very excited to start programming. Me too. I haven't um, felt this excited in a while. I, I feel no. like, you know, kind of um, like I'm shivering, but you know, <laughs> when, in a good way. When, when passions drive your show, <laughs> you get excited. Food is my passion. Mine so. as well. I, we hope it's yours if you're tuning in. And if it's not, we hope to make it so. Yeah, let's um, actually introduce ourselves and the show yeah. for our listeners. So my name is Henry, DJ Henry, or just Henry. Um, I am now officially a food critic for UCLA Radio um, and, of course, an independent foodie. Uh, I have experience working in the restaurant industry for over a year, um, both working in the kitchen, uh, doing prep work, and um, on the dining room floor. So I know what it's like working within that industry, that tough industry. Uh, I have my own food Instagram, mostly for fun, but uh, you can follow me at Henry the Eight. Um, that's A-T-E. And also, we have an Instagram for the show, The Menu. Um, follow us at themenu.radio on Instagram. And um, I just completed a project um, about my favorite restaurants in L.A. using space, I guess, like if you've seen those maps of... You know what I'm talking about? Do you see those maps of like on Eater? Oh, that yeah. are those, you know, of the be- most essential restaurants in LA. I completed one of those, so I'm proud of it. I'll post it later. Y'all can take a look. Yeah. Um, and as far as my tastes go, uh, I enjoy virtually everything from the cheapest street taco to the finest tasting menu. Um, however, my favorite is finding that perfect middle ground of deliciousness and moderate price. And I'll go over some of my favorite uh, places later in the show and throughout the quarter. Um, I have no dietary restrictions, so the only but the only thing I won't eat is like whole raw tomatoes. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later. We'll get into that. <laughs> That's from tra- trauma. Um, so I can be the meat and dairy representative for the menu as well. Um, I'm so excited to be hosting the menu, and uh, can't wait to discuss food culture in LA and interview special guests with you and my co-host. Me. Um, yeah, um, my name is Belize. I'm also now a food critic for UCLA Radio. And I'm an aspiring amateur chef, very amateur, but I do love cooking. Um, I'm also a lover of good bread and olive oil, mm. which are the two essential things I feed myself with. Um, other than that, I am a vegan, so I will be the veggie representative of this show. Um, I also really like to take photos of the food I eat, make, or like the restaurants I go to. So you can follow me on my personal Instagram, um, my name and my surname, Belize Erkmas, um, for those kinds of content. Um, I, oh, I'm also Turkish. So food has always been really important for my culture and my family. It's what brings us together. We go out to eat a lot um, in Turkey, and we have a variety of dishes from a lot of meat-heavy and fish-centric plates to a lot of vegetables and 
you know, herbs and all that. So I kind of, I became vegan three years ago, so I kind of had the chance to like taste all of that. And I'm kind of glad I did because it gives you a perspective of what, you know, cuisine and like food can do for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm also excited about this show and we have great stuff planned for you. Um, we're trying to get some guests. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's going to be hopefully um, some exciting things happening is uh, getting um, lots of uh, food magazine editors and writers, um, bloggers, people in the industry, whether that's chefs or, um, or cooks in the back of house, um, to even uh, waiters, waitresses, um, hostesses uh, in the front of house. Um, all of it is important um, to the food industry. Um, you know, we interact with this, and almost all of us interact in, uh, with this industry on a weekly, often daily basis. Um, it's a really, really important part of our lives, whether you realize it or not. Um, so we're gonna hopefully talk to a lot of people um, about this industry and what it means to them, why it's important, um, so that we can all learn more. Yeah, um, we're also gonna focus on some specific cuisines or like themes um, around food. Also talk about specific events like Dine LA that's happening right now, or the Smorgasburg that happens every Sunday in downtown LA. So we're gonna cover all that's available for us in the Los Angeles scene. And sometimes, you know, the non-Los Angeles scene. Yeah, when, when we travel. Yeah, yeah. Um, so every week we're going to try to uh, open the show with what we had this uh, over the past week, highlights, bad experiences, anything that was noteworthy. Um, and we would love to hear your suggestions or experiences. Um, if, did you have you had something great at a restaurant in LA or, or outside and you want to tell us about it? Please do. We'd love to hear. We always like good recommendations. Yeah, you can also write a message for us uh, in the uclaradio.com chat. Um, someone, I'm assuming probably Zoe, um, wants to shout out London things. So you can definitely shout out London things. We would love to hear about London food scene. But also, if you had a good meal, just share it with us. You can also share it with us on our socials as well. We would love to showcase what everyone is, you know, enjoying. Um, you know, it's a collect- the food is a collective experience, and we want to interact with everyone as much as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's important to talk about. We love food. But more than that, we love eating food with people. Yes. You know, that's what's magical about food. It's definitely not as fun to eat food, um, like at a restaurant at least, by yourself. It's awesome. Yeah. But it's not, yeah. not as fun as interacting with people you love and care about. So that's what we really want to see. Um, send us a picture, too. You know, it doesn't have to be pretty. We like pretty photos, but it doesn't have to be pretty. My yeah. Instagram is not pretty. Um, <laughs> but uh, please, yes, reach out to us. Tell us what you had. Yeah. Um, and before we get to our show, 
Do you want to play some music? Sure. Let's yeah. Play some music. Let's um yeah, let's play some good tunes and then we'll be back. Um hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome back. We're back on the menu on uclaradio.com. And before we get into what we had over the break, um we had some great recommendations for London. And the first of them is The Attendant, which is great for coffee. And I can, um, I can confirm that because I went to The Attendant mm -hmm. when I was there um, last summer. And I really like it. It's more of a coffee shop that you would you know, um, expect from L.A., Hmm. We ha they have like avocado toast and all that, but it's it's really nice to hang out. Hmm. Um, nice environment. Yeah, time. yeah, it's like cozy. Mm -hmm. um, the there's also a place apparently that's called the Diner um, in Soho, and it's an American diner, and they also have a vegan menu, so it's perfect for everyone, um, and. Yeah, I've actually never been there. Okay. And what ha do you have any other top London wrecks? Um the Well, I forgot the name of it <laughs> actually. But there is a place in Shoreditch. Um and it's basically oh, it's called Book Box Park and they have a lot of like pop-up, you know, restaurant and, like, little shops and a container, like, a several Ooh, containers, wow. like, you know, um, like shipping together. Containers. Yeah, wow, yeah, very cool. and it's all, like, really small spaces, but then in the uh, outside is, like, they have great seating area and they have a bar, so it's a really nice place to also hang out, have a drink, and, like, you know, just get food with your friends. And, yeah, the guest... Zoe mentions <laughs> Cook Daily, which is a vegan Thai place mm. in Box Park. And we went there and I loved it. Everything was so flavorful. Mm. And my mom thought that she was eating real chicken. And she like tried to stop me when I got a bite from her noodles. And she was like, no, don't eat that. And I was like, mom, that's actually vegan. Wow. And she was shocked. What was it? What was it? Tempeh or? Uh, Seitan. Seitan. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for the recommendations, both of you. I'm hopefully going to be traveling to London this summer, so... We should go together. Yeah, we should. I would love to. Yeah. Um, so I will have to try these out. I'll, and I'll have to get into coffee. Yeah. Because that's a whole other world that I'm missing. That's true. I only drink lattes, like, <laughs> once a week. So that's not my forte as well. But speaking of, like, summer and breaks, mm -hmm. what did you have? Yeah, so this winter break. I had a lot of stuff. Um, I started off uh, my break by taking a little vacation. I went to Vegas and Zion. Um, so honestly, I cannot recommend um, the Vegas uh, dining scene too much unless you have just a ton of money to spend all the time because they have, it's like Celebrity Chef Central. So they have a lot of really... Um, really high-end fine dining, and that's very nice. But um, unless you're looking to spend a lot of money, um, 
you know, not on gambling than, uh, <laughs> you know, on food, then I wouldn't recommend it. Um, you know, everything is giant. Other than that, um, everything is giant portions. Um, everything has alcohol in it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's crazy expensive. The only thing I would recommend, there's a new food hall in the Cosmopolitan. Um, mm. which I would check out. So check that out if you're going to Vegas. And then surprisingly, you'd think that um, national parks have terrible food, or at least um, in the lodges around it. Um, but when I went to Zion, um, which is one of our nation's most beautiful national parks, I had some very, very excellent food, um, excellent fish dishes, halibut, um, coconut, curry rice, mango salsa, crab cakes, stuff like that. Nice. Um, do you want to switch off, go back and forth? Um, yeah, sure. I went back to Istanbul. And so the one new thing that Turkey is doing right now since the last um, two years is that we don't have the Michelin in Istanbul, but a lot of food critics and like journalists have come together and made this guide giving, um, you know, the best restaurants um, the Pearl, that's like the award. Um, they give them, mm, it's kind of like the Michelin stars, but it's Pearl. <laughs> so they made like a whole list and guide. Um, and um, so the highest is five Pearls and then there are like four Pearls and all that. And I, I was just um, going to these places that have Pearls um, and trying out um, these restaurants. And one of them was a traditional um, Turkish meat restaurant um, in from Adana, which is like the southern part, um, eastern, south part of Turkey. And they actually had a vegan lahmacun. Mm. Um, lahmacun is kind of like a vegan, it's kind of like a, vegan pizza. I don't want to mm. say pizza, like but it's flatbread or? Um, kind of like the um, crust is really thin and like crunchy. And then they're like meat. There's meat on top with like a lot of spices. And then you add um, lettuce and some lemon and like just like wrap it and eat it. Mm. And it's it's a traditional Turkish food. And I used to really like it. And then I was I was really surprised that a traditional restaurant in Istanbul, where the vegan scene isn't that, you know, um, trendy yet, would carry a vegan lahmacun. But that made me really happy. Um, so that was a good experience. And then I went to um, Binevi Deli, which is my favorite, favorite cafe in Istanbul. It's an innovative vegan kitchen. And there, it's really healthy. And you can, like, you feel good when you eat the food there because it's, it's kind of like what you would make at home, you know? Uh, even though, like, sometimes places are, restaurants are vegan, they're not that healthy because they still use a lot of, like, oil mm -hmm. and salt. But you can definitely feel that it's really light and nourishing. Um, but so, yeah, that's, like, my favorite spot. And I went there, like, three or four times um, during my um, time in Istanbul, but before I get to the best experience, <laughs> let me hand it over to you, Henry. Well, I'm already sold on, on <laughs> those two places. Um, 
So when I came back from my trip, uh, I went to Neighbor Venice, which is a new restaurant on Abbott Kinney, possibly one of L.A.'s most uh, fancy and trendy streets um, in Venice. Um, so I went to Neighbor. It's a, It was a very homey vibe. In fact, it looked like it was a refurbished home. Um, it, it's, it's a sort of... Um, New American, uh, small plates, um, California cuisine inspired, you know. Um, and uh, so the environment is very nice, um, sort of uh, booths when you walk in that have pillows all over them with like you're in a home and nice bar. Um, and so that was very yummy, you know. Um, I think the highlight was funny enough, just um, this popcorn dish they had. Um, oh. I never, ever get those small snacks, ever, because mm-hmm. I'm like, why am I going to pay for this when I get it somewhere else? But everyone said it was good, and it had this very delicious um, spice and um, fat, some sort of oil, um, as well as fresh greens, and it was very delicious. And everything else was okay, um, <laughs> but it was one of those meals where I was with um, somebody who I loved being with and um, sat there a long time and um, was able to talk and drink, and it was it was very fun. Um, and then uh, on the contrasting side, um, I took a trip to Pasadena for to see the Rose uh, Bowl, the Rose Parade floats. And um, after that, uh, I did my research as as every foodie does, and found that there is LA's famous breakfast burrito Ooh. out in Pasadena at a place called Lucky Boy. Um, Lucky Boy Pasadena. Um, it's just like a local fast food chain, essentially. Um, and it was okay. <laughs> um, it was the problem. It was delicious and large, but um, there's only so much you can do with a breakfast burrito, I think. You know, That's there's, true. There's a limit to the innovation. <laughs> you know, it, there's five things. Um, so, but, you know, that's another, it was a cheapy um if you like breakfast burritos, I would recommend it. Nice. Um, I don't think I actually ever had a breakfast burrito. Really? It's not a Turkish no. thing, really. And yeah. it always looked really heavy. It's, so it's just... extremely heavy. And they're huge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, it's, yeah, eggs, cheese. But I'm sure you could get a nice vegan there one. There are a lot of vegan ones yeah, in Los Angeles. I should I should try it, like, once. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, my main experience, my foodie experience in Istanbul was this 13-course dinner um, at the chef's table um, in Toi by Ismet Saz, the chef. Um, and the chef's table is basically where there are usually like 8 to 11 people around a big table, and the chef does all the, you know, meals, prepare prepares all the meals in front of you and while also explaining what they are. And it was just an amazing experience because you get to see firsthand, you know, um, what chefs actually do and how they create a dish. They think from, you know, composition of a plate to like the color of a plate because it has to contrast the food itself which is something really interesting that I hadn't really thought of before. And it, it was a long dinner, as you can imagine. Um, but 
I enjoyed it a lot. The food was delicious. My favorites were this、um, plate of caramelized beets, and apparently they do it by roasting the beets in the like oven. And by doing that, the beets get a really like caramelized, sweeter taste, which I never tried or done、um, before.、Um, I really like that. And the other one was obviously my favorite、um, truffle risotto. Wow. It was so good, and like I、um, put white truffles on mine. We get to select.、Um, it was, and I, I actually put like a lot of truffle on mine.、Um, I can't really express how, like, bi- like dollar coin sized. I guess, yeah.、Um, And it, it it was just amazing. I can still taste the truffle, <laughs> and it just makes me so happy. And yeah, it, it was a great experience. Wow! So was the chef speaking with you throughout the meal? Yeah, he、wow. was also a family friend, so、um, we kind of like knew him, and you know he always like talks to you. We have a little we have little breaks. Um, in the middle of the dinner, where we just like had cocktails and like talked, and he knew I was really interested in cooking and gastronomy as well, so he was just giving me a lot of tips, like a lot. He was just like telling me all about these schools in New York, and yeah. And after he prepares the dish, he's he usually like introduces the dish and how it's made. And what kind of tastes you're looking for, and it it gives you another perspective、mm-hmm. on you know what you're eating, what you're putting into your mouth. Because sometimes we can just eat without actually you know mm-hmm. sensing mm-hmm. the food itself. So that's so true. That's that's so much. So often, I think more often than、mm-hmm. not, we eat that way. Yeah.、Um, And okay, last question. Did he use、um, tweezers to place any?、Um, yes. Yeah. No, you. That、lucky. was my favorite thing、um, throughout the entire dinner, and he just like had this tweezer on his、um, apron, and he would just like flip it out and like quickly like, like a weapon, but also like a surgeon place these little like beet chips or like you know these something else.、Um, Masterful. Yeah. It it was just it was really like inspiring to watch a chef do all that work.、Um, Wonderful. Yeah. Um. So my, I guess I had a lot more、um, non-traditional, or I guess Jonathan Gold, our our, our late great Ella、mm-hmm. food critic, called them traditional restaurants, essentially non-American or、um, non-New American cuisine.、Mm-hmm. Um, this break more than I thought I would.、Um, I went to Din Tai Fung once, which I think I have to go to like every break.、Um, unfortunately, <laughs> most、um, of their soup dumplings, which is their main dish, are pork.、Um, I think, if not all,、um, which is unfortunate.、Um, but Din Tai Fung does have the best Xiaolong Bao, which is soup dumplings in the LA area.、Um, in my opinion, they're fantastic.、Um, they are warm and perfect on a on a <laughs> rainy day.、Um, They kind of explode in your mouth. It's wonderful. Um, uh, and then I went to Italy for the first time.、Um, 
which was a great experience. I was expecting it to be very crowded. If you don't know, um, Italy is a, um, I guess, a little uh, Italian food hub. Uh, I would, I hope it's um, quite uh, accurate. In do you mm-hmm. know? Is it? I've never been to Italy, so I don't know how uh, well it actually um, reflects true Italian cuisine. I think it does because they bring all their ingredients from Italy. Okay, that's all important. And yeah, and they put great importance to like the traditional, you know, way their food is made. Um, so I and you know it's originated from Italy, right? So and okay. there are a lot of Italy's around Italy as well, <laughs> right? Of course, there's a lot of different Italian. Um, but that was wonderful. A um, lot of different restaurants, almost overwhelming. They have a market um, I- at Italy um, uh, for all of your olive oil and Italian um, food needs. Um, they have a butcher, um, someone who does fish. Um, uh, burrata and, and mozzarella, fresh mozzarella makers, and then of course a few restaurants. Um, they have like counter service, which is quick and easy, but also delicious, um, as well as some quite high-end restaurants. They have a uh, restaurant from the um, owners and operators of Providence, which is one of LA's um, most renowned restaurants, seafood restaurants. Um, so I would definitely highly recommend that. They also have an amazing dessert section of pastries and cannolis and gelato. Um, I also went to two uh, German restaurants, um, eateries. One was um, uh, Alpine Village down in uh, Carson area. Um, it was it was it was almost like in Shrek when they go like they they enter the town. Have you seen Shrek? Yeah, okay. yeah. When they enter the town and um, they uh, they go to that little thing that sings the songs, you know. And it's and, you know oh yeah, yeah, I remember um, that. Yeah, and it's like little toy things that sing the songs, <laughs> and it's like that. It was just like this silly, um, you know, like like everyone's supposed to wear clogs, but um, it was I guess it was traditional, um, and it was it was it was okay food, but um, fun to see what that was like. Um, and then I also went uh, to, uh, let's see if I can get this right, Verskuke, um, which is a phenomenal um, new German um, restaurant, um, one in Venice and one in downtown, um, that are a purveyor of fine beers and sausages, um, as well as fries um, that are my personal favorite. Um, the fries look so good. They're it's, so good. That place has been on my list for a long time. Yeah, it's it's possibly um, it's definitely one of my favorites. Could be like my favorite because <laughs> it's it's really cheap, but it's so delicious. And they have three different vegetarian sausages, I believe. Um, nice. So you know, it's not like you're stuck to the one that they have. Um, and then they have twenty other sausages, ranging from your most basic bratwurst to um, duck and bacon with jalapeno. I know, I don't know, I know it doesn't sound too appealing <laughs> to you, but for some of our viewers it might. Um, and then finally, in the Westwood area, went to Bombay Frankie, which is um, kind of a local secret in the Chevron on Santa Monica Boulevard, right across from the New Art Theater. It's a um, Indian uh, non-wrap place, so a new take 
on Indian food. Um, basically, take your traditional Indian fare and put it all, like all of it, and put it in, you know, one non wrap. And it was delicious. And um, it's kind of a secret place. So um, I was able to really experience, you know, I didn't even realize until reflecting mm-hmm. a lot of different um, flavors from around the world. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a great winter break. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful <laughs> winter break. I had a great time. Yeah. Um, so we should probably um, do a musical mm-hmm. break. Interlude. Yeah, an interlude. And then we'll get back to the menu on UCLA Radio. Um, and we're back on the menu on UCLAradio.com with your hosts, Henry and Belize. Um, we are going to be talking about Dino Lay, um, which is LA's um, number one, um, I guess, deals on uh, LA restaurants. How many restaurants are participating? Like a hundred, something crazy like that. Two hundred restaurants or something. Nuts participate yeah. in the Dino Lay. Um, it's uh, a couple week long. Um, event lasting from January 11th to what is it the 23rd um, mm-hmm. of this year 25th 25th um, basically where you can get good deals on uh, restaurants all across the city uh, some casual restaurants some fine dining um, but you can get like a three course meal for um, supposedly a better price yeah and what I really like the idea because food, especially in big cities like L.A., New York, you know, Chicago, Las Vegas, can be really expensive. And it gives everyone to try out um, a lot of, you know, plates from the menu of a restaurant. My problem is that I have a small stomach, so I can't finish. And that bothers me because then if you do takeout it's gonna go bad the Mm -hmm. next day and or at least be nowhere near as good as it was fresh yeah yeah. and and then i don't i don't know if it's worth for me when i just eat one you know plate Mm -hmm. or like at least one by myself and like one shared with another person but I think the idea is really good. Exactly. So the idea is for people to be able to explore uh, the L.A. dining quiz, um, scene um, at a cheaper price, and they can go all over and um, feel comfortable in spending that amount um, at these restaurants um, and being able to try out these restaurants. But the menus, at, the all Dine L.A. menus are prefix. Um, if you don't know what that means, is that means it's basically chosen for you. You have some options often. Um, you know, you have like a first course where you can pick out of two options or a second course where you have two or three options. So you do have some choices, but it's quite limited. There's no a la carte menu for Dine if you wish to participate in Dine So So um, you might not, if you see something on the menu, you've been looking at a restaurant for a while and you see something that you want to try or many things that you want to try, it may not be there at Dine which is an unfortunate um, side effect of of Dine LA, but it still is a good um, way to try at a restaurant you've been meaning to try out if you can find the right deal. Because sometimes they aren't uh, worth it. Sometimes you can go to a restaurant, and if you only have one thing, you know, or two things, like most people should, mm-hmm. um, 
then it might not be worth it. You might want to, um, you know, go when it's not done in LA and order off the a la carte menu, those things that you've been looking at for a while. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No. But there are um, some really good deals that you can find. There are some hidden gems within the mm-hmm. hundreds of restaurants that have really good deals. Yeah. Speaking of deals, I was just looking at Chateau Anar- Anares. I've never heard of it. Tell menu. me more. It's actually kind of like a hidden spot next to Chateau Marmont. Mm. And it's a Japanese restaurant that serves fresh tofu, which is why I really want to go. I haven't been there yet, but it's on. It's been on my radar for a while now. Um, this is homemade tofu? Yeah. Wow. I've, and it's homemade tofu is usually like really more more of the consisten- consistency of a silken tofu. Mm-hmm, very, yeah. It's more like softer. But Custardy almost. Yeah. But I really want to know how that tastes like. So it's been on my radar for a while. So I checked the Dine-LA menu and... A three-course menu is unfortunately $50 per person, which well, is kind of a lot considering other, um, yeah, okay. and and lunch, I oh. think. Considering other deals that we have on Dine LA, I think that's a bit pricey. Like, I probably wouldn't go there for Dine LA, mm-hmm. but go some other time. But Yeah, you can just get the tofu that one yeah. day and be yeah, satiated. Yeah, and... It you know sometimes it just doesn't make sense to do that, mm-hmm. but we have other great deals. Right, and so what I found is that lunch is always gonna. I mean, sorry, dinner is always going to be a little pricey still. Um, you know, Beauty and Essex is having a sixty dollar um, Dino Lay special, which is that's that's the restaurant that like they see Beyonce at all the time. Um, <laughs> uh, AOC right is having. Um, a $50 special, and sometimes it may be worth it for you. Um, also a $25 special. Right. So yeah. for lunch, for lunch, mm-hmm. lunch is where you can really get that good deal um, in Dine LA. So um, AOC is having a $25 lunch special. Um, AOC was one of the first restaurants. It's been around for a long time. One of the first restaurants in LA to really do that sort of small plates, innovative California, new American cuisine. Um, so that's a very good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Fundamental LA, um, which is right down the street, right on Westwood. Yeah. Um, I've never been, but Me I've neither. seen the menu. <laughs> I know. Why haven't been there? Um, it looks very nice. And they're having a $15 Dine LA um, lunch menu, which is a wow. very good deal. Right in Westwood. Um, Uovo, which landed on Eater's 38 Essential Restaurants um, for winter, which is a big accomplishment, I would think, is a pasta restaurant in um, Santa Monica right in downtown Santa Monica, is having a $15 um, Dine LA special. Fun fact, uovo means egg in Italian, and all their pastas are fresh. Um, Wow, $15. And fresh daily pasta is usually made with eggs, Mm -hmm. but they're also pasta that's not made with eggs. Um, So that's why it's called uovo. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. How do you you make pasta without eggs? Flour and water. It's water. Okay. Yeah, it's actually not that, you know, big of a deal, but mm-hmm. I guess it's also, like, traditional to make, like, daily mm-hmm. pasta mm-hmm. in Italy. I don't have that much information about <laughs> this topic yet, but... We'll get... We'll learn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Badmash is uh, a Indian restaurant, um, but also a new American-inspired... New American-Indian 
um, this is in India, Indian um, uh, restaurant in there's one in Fairfax and one in downtown. Um, also landed on Eater's essential restaurant list. Uh, I've been really meaning to try Badmash. Um, they have a twenty dollar lunch deal, and Bone Kettle in Pasadena is a sort of um, Indonesian. Indonesian inspired place that has a $20 lunch special. Uh, and then my personal, uh, the, the best deal you could possibly get is um, Lukshan's $25 lunch special. I went to Lukshan for dinner and it was a phenomenal meal. Um, so that is, that's the best deal I think. It's $25 Lukshan. That's L-U-K-S-H-O-N. <laughs> that's, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> um, before we close off, let's talk a bit of a 2019 mm -hmm. what do you what are some places that you want to try out you know um so my top three places um are or my top place is Babel. uh it's by the team of bestia uh la's um probably la's number one italian restaurant um except Babel is a middle eastern um mediterranean inspired cuisine um upscale small plate dining. Um, I'm very, very excited. I really want to try it, except the reservations are booked for like two months in advance, so I have to be way on my game yeah. on that one. But um, it looks amazing. Um, other than that, it's Here's Looking at You, which is a Koreatown um, restaurant um, that has supposedly LA's most diverse menu, you know, flavors from all over the world. Um, it landed on Eater's 50 most... Um, uh, what is it? Fifty best restaurants in America, or something like, or like oh, I did not restaurants know that. that they, you have to try in America. Yeah, one of like two or three in LA. My last one is Kismet, I believe, also Middle Eastern inspired, mm -hmm, more um, Mediterranean, Mediterranean inspired in um, in uh, Silver Los Feliz. Yeah, Silver Lake, Silver Lake, Los Feliz, and um, I'm I'm into the Mediterranean right now. What about you, Billis? What are your what are your restaurants are you looking forward to? Well, time? I've been excited about Major Domo since it opened. Um, it's by Chef David Chang, and it made a lot of noise when it mm -hmm. opened. Jonathan Gold did a review on That's it. Right. There were he a lot a of conflicting a, reviews, yeah. but it seems like a really, you know, um, idealistic mm -hmm. project because it's Asian fusion, um, a lot of, you know, Asian influences into like American cuisine, um, which, you know, seems like a big theme here in L.A., but also very fancy. But that food is so good. The yeah. Asian, you know, fusion is just my favorite right it now. It is. It, it is so good. I also have Babel on my list. And Rosa Blue, which is a northern Italian restaurant in downtown L.A. They Their main region is Emilia Romana. Rom I think I'm pronouncing it correct or remembering it correct. And also Nightshade. Hmm. Um, Tell us more about Nightshade. What is what is that? Nightshade is Maylin's. I think Maylin's. Yeah. It's Maylin's, like, new restaurant in the Arts District, which is mm. popping pop right now. Off. A, a lot of great restaurants in Arts District. And it's also an Asian fusion restaurant, I believe. And... It it like the space seems really cool. The food also seems really, you know, promising. Mm -hmm. It just seems like a, you know, quality project. Mm -hmm. And 
Yeah, Mei Lin worked in Spago, Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and also Inc., so she has experience. She also, I think, you know, is more towards the fancy dining scene. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm expecting a lot from this restaurant. <laughs> High expectations. Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about all these openings that we'll probably talk about next week. Yeah, we didn't have time to talk about new openings, but we will definitely talk about them in coming weeks. Yeah. And, bef- you know, do you also want to talk about the trends you're expecting? Yeah, so trends I'm expecting but also hoping for. You know, these are mm-hmm. those trends that I, I'm really looking forward, you know, to coming true, to my dreams being realized. Um, so I think we talked a little bit about the trends that happened in 2018, um, which were Asian fusion, uh, upscale Asian fusion and upscale Middle Eastern Mediterranean, um, Lukshan, Major Domo, um, our upscale Asian fusion, as well as uh, Babel and Kismet, and actually a few more, um, those upscale Middle Eastern Mediterranean restaurants. But for looking forward to 2019, um, I think street vendors are going to be expanding um, into the deep west side. So there was, they just became legalized, right, in LA and mm-hmm. California, which is an amazing step for street vendors all across the city and, and state. Um, and if you look in like the Koreatown or like mid city area, that you know there are tons and tons of street vendors um all very close to one another and i think that's going to continue but i think with this legalization and with the you know higher interest in that um they're going to be expanding west which i'm really really excited for as well as you know just food trucks i know they're already here but mm-hmm. um i think those ones that are going to be um you know there's a lot of um mexican and and, and south american food trucks um that are that stay in one spot and people know where they oh, are. Nice. So, um, like I just went to Marisco's Jalisco, which is Jonathan Gold's um, favorite. It's like his uh, favorite was his favorite um, Mexican fare, um, as well as one of his favorite uh, meals in LA, and it was phenomenal. Um, and so I hope we see some of that stuff on the West Side. And then um, I think boba is going to continue to go strong. I'm not a boba fan. Me neither. But at all. But I think no. people are still going to be into it. Yeah, I guess. I'm not a fan, so I can't really, <laughs> you know, um, say a lot about that. But what I'm excited for is Filipino and Peruvian cuisine are coming in strong to L.A. Um, we have... Um, Rosalina, which is a Peruvian restaurant in West Hollywood on Melrose. And there's also another one opening really soon that I'm excited for. So there's, I think there's going to be a lot of like cuisines that we haven't tried or cuisines that are unknown to us from South America, from East Asia that are like, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Coming in. Right. So so L.A. Harry has an extremely diverse and expansive dining mm-hmm. scene, which we're so, so lucky to have. But there is always room for more. And I think Belize hit it on the head with, with those um, cuisines. So I'm really hoping to look uh, to see more, more and more diversity in, in the food scene. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And with that being said, it's our time for today. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, it was it was great to talk about food with you. and 
Yeah. Please, please like us on our socials. We're this is the menu. Um, you can find us at themenu.radio on Instagram and the menu on UCLA Radio on Facebook. Please like us and and tell us um, about your favorite places to eat. We'd love to hear from you and any suggestions on who to bring in. Um, yeah, where we should eat. Yeah, talk to us. Send us DMs of your food picks or you know recommendations. We would love to hear from you. Um, yeah, I'm so excited about this show. Thank please, you for tuning yes, in. Yes, please tune in every Monday at 11 to hear what is on the menu. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, and have a lovely week. This was the menu on UCLAradio.com. Bye.